Well, hey there. Fancy seeing you here. Welcome back. I'm Daniel. And I'm Garrett. And we're your hosts of Modern Gays. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about this debate of being openly gay and examining how language shapes our identity and perception within the LGBTQ plus community and beyond. So is openly gay out or in in 2024 or is being just gay in? I would say being just gay is in. I think speaking of what's in in 2024, everybody is doing, I'm Kim Kardashian. Welcome to my workplace. Of course, I have an infrared sauna and a solarium bed in my workspace. She actually has a dress form shaped of her body with her perfect measurements. So she doesn't even have to try on clothes. And I think I even saw that she has a 3D structured uh, mold of her brain. Yeah, along with a miniature version of her plane. Wow. Of course, because she's Kim Kardashian. Of so course. What about you? What, like, what if, of course moments does Daniel have? Okay. I'm Daniel Camilleri. Of course, I'd orchestrate a Palm Springs yoga retreat nestled in luxury real estate where crystals are strategically placed around our home, channeling positive energy with every corner turned. Oh, my God. I mean, that sums me up to a T, no? That's pretty much exactly you. <laughs> right? Palm Springs, yoga, crystals, luxury real estate. And I'm sure there's a pool there. Yeah. So it that's me. Palm Springs without a pool. Correct. Of course, I'm going to order off menu at no, In-N-Out Burger. Of course, I'm going to order animal style. Yeah, It's just like this funny glimpse. Again, it's the whole gay math thing, right? And the girl math and the girl yes. dinner. Yes. I think we're actually in this cycle where every few months there's just this community-based meme that just shares more information and insight about what's going on in our brains. That's exactly what it is. I think it's about what's going on in our brains, but I think people are wanting to verbalize it more and put it out there. I think everyone is all about putting it out there in the universe. And you need a meme to do it, apparently. Yeah, but I think the meme, people just run with it a bit more. Mm. I think people are putting themselves out there a lot more. Yeah. But I think the meme is a good excuse. I think speaking about putting yourself out there, let's get into today's episode. But before we go there, we need to put ourselves out there. Please like, follow, subscribe to Modern Gaze on Instagram, Threads, and any podcast platform that you're listening to so that we can help spread more of our message to the LGBTQ plus community and beyond. Us gays, we just know how to do stuff. Well, what about modern gays? That's easy. Modern gays do everything. So this term, openly gay. Yes. Let's talk about it because there's a massive debate online about this right now. And there are those who are for it and those who think it's pretty offensive. Well, I think that there's even a debate on if this should be a debate. And Uh at this point, there's enough people talking about it that I think that it's worth having a conversation about it. And now it's worthy of a debate because okay. so right everyone the, has an opinion about it. Right off the bat, before we even discuss this term openly gay, what do you think? Are you for it or against it? I'm conflicted. Quick. I am against it. Against it. Against it slash. No, there's no slash. You're against it. It's like I'm, you actually, want, I'm for it. You're for it. I'm for it. You like, you like the term and it should be used. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you why now? 
Or no. should we save it? Let's save it. Okay, let's save it. <laughs> With Modern Gays as our podcast, like we are obviously quite openly gay. Mm. Like we are, it's in the show title. It's in many of the episodes. It's a big part of why we started the show. It's representation. It's a different kind of voice. It's our identity. It's a perspective. Mm. It's a lived experience as we're both gay and married and have gay friends. And we talk about our life and we've really put ourselves openly out there. Mm. You know, we are openly gay. That's the debate. Right. Do you have to say the word openly? Hmm. And that's where it gets a bit conflicting. It has a positive and negative connotation and a history behind it. Correct. But language we use today is so important. And I think labels, identity, language is constantly evolving, especially, especially within, now, especially yeah. now, right, within our community. And I think to put an adjective such as openly in front of the word gay can have a negative connotation towards it. In a positive spin where people who are living in the public eye who have held office or have been public figures or celebrities or whatever, there has been many moments in history where people didn't have either the support of their family or they didn't have an environment that supported out gay people. Correct. And they felt that they had to withhold that information for not only their privacy, but also for their career impact or their career longevity. Their reputation. For the reputation or the perception that people would have of them. Mm -hmm. And there has been people in these positions of power or celebrity that have been gay. They just weren't openly gay in the time that they were in the public eye. Right. Before we describe where this came from, how would you feel if a media outlet was writing an article on you that said, Gary Kimmelary is openly gay's first Australian successful podcaster. Or would you say, Gary Kimmelary podcaster, <laughs> gay successful podcaster in Australia? Which one would you prefer? Neither, because it doesn't have mm. to say gay, right? I think that, that is right. it is important to really focus on people's character and qualities and their positive qualities no or negative if you're if you're talking about someone who has any kind of reputation it should be really focused on what their reputation is like taylor swift says reputation big reputation big reputation it doesn't have to do anything to do with anything else other than what they do and what they say Mm. especially if it's not relevant to the topic at hand right so when you are meeting people in general. How do you introduce yourself? I'm Daniel Camilleri or I'm Daniel. Hey, I'm Daniel. Right. So now that you... I'm not going to go up to someone and say, oh, I'm Daniel Camilleri and I'm openly gay. <laughs> name them. Certain. Name them. <laughs> like dancer, dancer. St- stop performer, Aries, 30, bad bitch, giving it to you. <laughs> like what? You, like no, not happening. And of course... Openly gay boy. You don't do that. You don't do that. I don't do that. I've maybe never, people, some people do that. Maybe some people do do that, but I've also personally never experienced uh, somebody Anyone do that. that. Has done that? At work, that's another conversation. Though. It's very interesting because when you meet new people for the first time, especially when you work in a larger, big group organization, a lot of people might not assume that you're gay or might not assume anything about you, which is okay. I don't like, and I actually feel really awkward when people say like, oh, like, do you have a wife or do you have a girlfriend? I'd rather openly come out as gay from the beginning because then the conversation is completely different. 
Right. Like then they will say, oh, what does your husband do? I guess tailored questions to my sexuality. Right. But now don't you I'm, feel like it's awkward when they're like, the boys are talking about, oh, so like, are you interested in soccer or football? You could say, no, I'm I interested do. in RuPaul. Like drag race. Right. Maybe they like it too. <laughs> you can talk about the like shared hobbies. When you're meeting new people and when you're forming relationships, everything that you are offering as information mm-hmm. is going to be used to form an opinion about the other person, right? right. And you're going to get to know that person and you're going to see like there's any overlap. You're going to get an idea of what their life looks like. Right. And then when you're having an organic conversation and you're saying things that are like, oh, hey, like my partner and I or my husband and I, or like you start to get an idea of like what these relationships look like. You get a person's like identity. Without saying like, you know, I'm You don't gay, have to openly come out as gay, right? You know, or my family member is this sexual right. orientation or my parents are this sexual orientation or like right. it doesn't have to get into all of these really specific granule like definitions of people's identity. I get that. That's fair. You don't have to say someone is openly gay. If they're living their life and they are gay, then they are living their life and they're gay. Correct. Openly. Correct. It's not like a title. So where all this came from and this topic of being openly gay or not uh, was actually from an Irish actor named Andrew Scott. And he was criticizing the term, arguing that it carries a subtle sense of judgment and shame and it's rarely used in any other context. I guess that this... I don't see shame. Well, it was really used in a sensational magazine or newsworthy, you know, article where it was like openly gay actor, this, da, 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 openly gay, da, 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 meaning that at some point that person wasn't open, they were closeted or they were hiding or not revealing who they are as if it's something that they were shameful of. It's secretive, right? It's a scandalous. It's scandalous. It's so scandalous. I don't think, yeah, look. It has a history. I see that. I can see that it can come across as a scandalous and secretive and for the news to say it's openly gay, it's like the first time they're actually publicly coming out as gay. Right, like first openly gay soccer player, first openly gay football player, first openly gay this, openly gay that. There's no ill will usually Mm. behind the term. It's more of just kind of a acknowledgement that this person is open and proud of who they are. And it's usually a milestone. What's going on now is that you have the French prime minister who is the first gay prime minister of France. Gabriel Attal. Gabriel Attal. It's like a Gabriella Labucci. No, he's not Italian, he's French. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like uh, Gabriel Attal. Oh. Something like this. I I said in Italian. Gabriel. 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 What's that movie? Lizzie McGuire. Oh my God. Gabriel and Isabella. I'm too old for this. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) No more this nonsense. But, you know, it is a significant milestone for a society, for a community Absolutely. to accept a minority group of any background or sexual orientation into a leadership position. Well, I think that is very interesting that you say that because according to a 2023 poll, 84% of people in France agree with the statement that there is nothing wrong in a sexual relationship between two persons of the same sex. Right. It's a very obviously open, welcoming, LGBT-friendly country. Correct. There's hate in every country around the world, but in general, France is quite welcoming. Which I think also warrants the debate, right, that you don't need to put openly gay newspapers and media outlets in general have really the responsibility of setting the tone. 
And the way that they sensationalize and create the language that all of us are using. Mm. Now you have the whole population around the world talking about open the gay, open the gay. He's open the gay. Right. And it's bringing that, you know, emphasis on his sexual orientation rather on the actual factors that came into play of why he was elected. He wasn't elected because he was openly gay or gay alone. So the term openly, when it relates to being gay or lesbian or queer in general, has different connotations in different parts of the world. And I think that that's why this conversation has become so global. Because in France, he's the first prime minister who happens to also be gay. Right. And it is a really a milestone event where you have a gay person who is in a major leadership position, a global leader at this point, right? Mm. But when you look at maybe 10 to 11 other countries around the world where being gay is punishable by death, right. being open or openly gay is a death sentence. Mm. That's what's creating so much discourse and creating so much of a divide between the opinions of how this term should be used. Speaking of some of the comments that people have been posting on social media, I think this is actually a really interesting one. And one person said, are we not overthinking this? And then there was a couple of questions. And this one person replied back and said, I think it's okay to have community discussions regarding the language we use. It's constantly changing. And personally, I find the discourse exciting and interesting. People are really kind of divided because people do have different experiences of being openly gay depending on where they live. Right. And social media is a global platform. Correct. And this conversation is happening on a global scale. That's right. So in one part of the world, you could be killed for being openly gay. And another part of the, the world, you'd be on drag race. Right. And on another part, you'd just be able to get married, live your life, have be kids, happy. be happy. Right. What else are people saying? Someone actually said... The point was that no one really uses the term except for the media, which is an interesting point and does indicate something about media bias. Correct. Like, I actually think that is really true. Out of all the I, conversations I, I have ever had with anyone, whether that it be another gay person or a family member or a stranger, the term openly gay or openly a lesbian or he's openly bi, like no one has ever said openly. Right. It's always just... What they are. Well, this person actually says, I always wondered what that means. You never hear closeted gay. Right. Like that's actually period. <laughs> Finish. I guess it goes both ways, right? Right. It's like a polarizing word to be used. Well, I think it also assumes that everyone in society is straight or should be straight and that you have to, you have to physically write on paper or on the tabloids that somebody is openly gay. Well, that's like these adjectives, right? Like you have to be labeling Find a different someone, adjective. Right? You have to be adding some kind of additional context to who they are. And Correct. it's not fair. Correct. That's it's exactly right. Clickbait. It's Everyone's clickbait. clickbait. It's sensationalism. Yes. Yeah. So now we've been speaking about this openly gay for a while now. Can I tell you why I think it's good? You still like this term openly gay? Uh, I think maybe I'm changing my mind, but... Okay, wait, wait, wait. But before we get into that, you know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for... <gasps> Only Whispers. Ooh, I love it. Okay, our first question is from Roger in Sydney. And he said, Hey guys, how can you organically weave deeper conversations into a first date, ensuring it feels like a genuine connection and not an interview? Okay. I, I actually really 
I, ca- I can relate. We did cover this recently about like what questions you should have ready for your date, your first date. Yeah, but how can we get it to not feel like an interview? Stop trying to qualify people. Right. Stop trying to like tick the box. Feel like you need to approve of someone before you offer anything of value or become a little bit more vulnerable. And I'd also say like build a connection. Yeah. Have that organic connection between you two because that connection is what you're going to explore and go deeper and build upon. And live in the experience in the moment. Like is the food delicious like talk about what's going on in your environment around you take it all in like are you at a festival and like or at a fair and listening to some music or yeah you know just and if you're into the person like flirt with them give them a smile mm. like oh that's so funny <laughs> and then flip your hair <laughs> and, 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 and be like bend and snap yes i don't know like seriously i just <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say advice, like great advice here. I'm trying to say like have fun and don't make it so formal. Yeah. Like give like give a little bit off rather than just asking questions. And how to make it definitely not feel like an interview, don't ask questions back to back. Maybe Roger is in a like manager position and he's just used to asking lots of questions and trying to analyze and could be, you know, he's doing interview style, but really you just need to just go with the flow. Go with the flow. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So this one is from Tom. Tom is in Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. All right. Tom says, In the era of dating apps, how can one use them effectively to forge genuine connections considering the challenges of digital and social media interactions today? Can we we be real? Yeah. Can we be real? Real talk. Okay, real talk. Tell Tom. Okay, Tom. And I'm sorry, but this is just like the community. Everyone is on every app at the same time. And so if constantly. You're on, if you're on Grindr, you're also on Scruff. You're also on Hinge. You're also on Tinder. Tinder. You're also on Maybe whatever Bumble. the fuck there is. Like, I think what is that? There's Hole. Hole. There's Hole now. Hole, like H-O-L-E. Yep. It's just full hookup. Screw the hookup ones. Go where the money is. What about the one where there's like all these rich daddies? Oh, the celebrity one? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard out there for a hoe and it's hard out there for Mr. Right because people are sending too many mixed signals on too many apps and they're just putting themselves so wide. Tom, this is coming from Daniel here. I'm going to say to you, ask that person out on a date. Don't like continually say, hey, how's your day? What did you do today? No, cut the bullshit. Ask them out on a date. If they say yes, then it's a good sign. If they ghost you, Leave a block, right. a block, a block. The conversation has to be interesting or you need to just get to get a to point, the point where you actually meet up and you learn a bit more of this person Correct. in person. Correct. Rather than just wasting your time on social media because everything is so transactional and fast. Apps are a lot. Apps are a lot. So I feel like maybe focus on one app, just pick one platform. And stick to and it. And commit to it. And be focused on connecting with one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And put yourself out there and and ask. put yourself out there, yeah. Yeah, I love that. All right. Good luck, Tom. In the dance world, we say, chukas, a break a leg. Okay. (laughs) Next. So the final question, and I love this question because Anthony did not come to play. He came to slay. (laughs) He asked us, what are your thoughts on the new RuPaul season 16 series? Okay. Well, I have actually really been loving the show. Yeah, I actually did too. And the first episode, I was a little bit on the fence after Anitra and Sasha season. I was the the I was expecting expectations big were high. Correct. 
I think all the queens are very talented. It's a different type of talent, but yeah. I think they're all very talented. So let's rate a queen like they do on the show. Okay, let's rate a queen. Let's rate a queen. Let's call out a name. One to five? One to five. Okay. Five is top. One is sashay away. Okay, ready? Okay. First one up. A mandatory meeting. I'm going to give three. I'm going to give two. Yep. Okay. Dawn. Dawn. Four. Four. I'll give a four too. Okay, agreement yeah. in there. Geneva Carr. Three. Three, yeah. I just, I, I don't know who she is yet. It's yeah. too early. That I did, can change. I did like her... Uh, performance she's the only good. one who knew who B- becky hill was correct that was for sure all right hershey le cour jeté i'm gonna give a four i'm gonna give her five i think there's some there's a ton of potential yeah i was there. gonna give a five okay i'll give a 4.5 That's fine. okay it could be different megami three mm, i'm gonna say three but the makeup skills on point yes they are pretty good maya iman lepage Loved. Loved. Five. Five. She was tumbling, girl, Five. all over that stage. I was like, she what is she doing that jumping. block? Oh, my God. I thought she was going to break a leg. <laughs> she almost did. Doors. Okay. What about Mirage from Las Vegas? Oh. I'm going to give like three and a half. Three, I was going to say 3.54. Yeah, it has to be three and a half. The heel clack. And like, I think the talent is there, but I think it needs, needs to be. Needs a refinement. Yeah, just pull it out of her a bit more. What mm. about Morphine Love Dion? I'm going to say four. I'm going to say three. I don't I, know. I, don't I think really I like know. her. I don't know who Morphine is yet. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Nymphia Wind. Oh, four. I'm going to get five. I just... The bananas I love killed the me. I love the fun. There's a lot there. Yep. Okay. Plain Jane. Five. Five. I didn't even give her a six if I could. I mean, she's going to be the most... She's going to be the villain of the season, but I don't care. I love the sass, drama. She's living her most authentic self. Plasma? I'm also going to give a five. Yeah, Plasma is five. Okay. What about Q? Five. Okay, I'm going to go four because I want to see way more personality. Like mm. talent, obviously there. Costume, obviously there. Her Makeup, face is beat. Beat. Beat, beat, beat. But I want to see more personality, so let's see what comes out this season. Okay. Safira Cristal. I'm going to say four and a half. Okay. She, she doesn't get a five yet because her Break My Soul Beyonce lip sync kind of let me down a bit. I thought it was hilarious. And mm. the only reason why it was hilarious because she had a wardrobe mishap where she was bouncing all over the place. Yeah. I, I that was funny. I want more. I want I was, more. I'm going to say I'm going to say four. Okay. four. okay. Okay. And what about Tsunami Muse? I'm going to give a four because I see the potential. I think she looks stunting mm. and I'm excited to see what she brings. Okay. I'm going to say the same. I'm going to say four as well. I think we have a lot of fours, a lot of fours and fives and 3.5s. All right. So if you had to say a top three contenders right now, who would they be? Oh, I want to say Plain Jane, Plasma and Nymphia Wind. Ah, I'm going to say Plain Jane. I'm going to say Sephiria and I'm going to say Q. Okay. I'll yeah. go a bit different. I do want to see Safira get to the end. I do want to see top four at least. Same. Top three would would make it work. Well, we'll be watching. That's okay. I love that question. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of Only Whispers. Wow. So let's get back on track. Back on track. Back on the Chugga Lug train. So are you seriously telling me that you still believe that openly gay? is an acceptable term that should be used today. So to spill the tea, I think the only reason why the term openly gay is good for our community is because it is signaling change and it is signaling a progression forward to have leadership and representation in 
parliament in media in society i think that it is sparked it. this whole conversation yeah i that would be the, i personally think that it is a bit cringe like don't get me wrong you would never use it i would never use it mm. but i can see how on the other side there is some people who's relevance say to yeah i could see the relevance right so i guess it depends on the intention like if the intention is to share information that is like monumental and it has a first time correct positioning or it has a positive connotation to somebody's story i think we can both agree that openly gay is out you can leave in 2024 <laughs> and only gay is in just gay just gay just gay that should be a drag queen's name just gay just gay like remember just may yeah yeah just gay I think that when we live our life and we go about our day to day, we introduce ourselves to strangers or we meet up with our friends. None of us are saying openly gay, openly lesbian, openly bi, openly this, openly that. We're not, of course, saying closeted this, closeted that. It has such an unnecessary position within our sentence structure. Absolutely. So for it to only be a media thing and for it to only be represented in newspapers and magazines and whatever, I think that it just shows that language has a big impact on who we are and how we live our lives and how we're perceived. This debate has sparked a big, big conversation. And if anything, it has had a good impact because we can now talk about it more and start bringing it up so that we have more presence and more of a voice within a global conversation absolutely garrett can i get a game in so i think let's just continue to be mindful of the power that our words can hold yes and continue to foster a culture i think where everyone can feel seen heard and just appreciated be appreciated regardless of their identity and empowered in our community so thank you for joining us with an open heart and an open mind on today's episode and remember Keep building the vibrant life you want by being your most authentic self.